Hey everybody, it's great to be back with you here. Welcome to the Cantori Show, Chris Cantori Show, whatever you want to call it. Also want to remind you we're up on Patreon, just search the last name Cantori, C-A-N-T-O-R-E, on Patreon and join our little community because we're, we're redoing stuff, we're rebooting those efforts, if you will. I'm going to do it uh, different this time around, but uh, still doing what we're doing here, whatever that is. I know what we're doing here. We're doing a podcast that involves me interviewing uh, a a lot of surfers, skaters, sometimes politicians, musicians, today comedians, Cheech and Chong. This is a big deal, especially when I think back to myself as a kid and uh, putting on all the Cheech and Chong movies and, and making sure I didn't get caught by my parents, you know, watching them. And listening to their records, endless. I used to listen to Cheech and Chong records, Eddie Murphy records, uh, Pryor, Rodney Dangerfield, all the greats. And to get these two greats on a Zoom together uh, is a big deal. And I do want to thank uh, March and Ash, one of our sponsors, for making that possible. And in, in fact, uh, and we'll talk about it in this interview, Cheech has his own line of cannabis called Cheech's Stash. And then Tommy has Tommy Chong's Cannabis, both available at March and Ash, marchandash.com, where you can order online for curbside pickup or delivery. And then they have uh, in-store, Mission Valley, City Heights, Chula Vista, Vista, out in Imperial, and coming soon, another shop in Chula Vista, and then IB. It's crazy how fast they're expanding and they're a local Family operation, giving you the best in cannabis, legal, licensed, safe access, you name it. They're, uh, they're really the best. Marchandash.com. Now, before I do talk to uh, Cheech and Chong here, I also want to thank Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance. Anytime, and you might uh, notice this in a lot of my interviews, I, I talk to somebody, I often bring up Mexico. And I do that here with Cheech and Chong, and that's by design because uh, not only do I love Mexico and Baja, but one of our sponsors who have been with us since day one, Baja Bound, Mexican Auto Insurance, love Jeff and the crew, another family independent operation. And if you're heading south, make sure you hook up with uh, Baja Bound. You can get your uh, car, actually a lot of your personal belongings insured in a matter of minutes. Super easy through the website, and these folks insure everybody from pro surfers to uh, people who take part in the Baja, what is it, the Baja 5000? I forget what they call it. The thing when they're racing the cars down there and all my really tough friends who can build cars from the ground up, they take part. You know what I used to do down there that I miss is the, uh, they used to do the bike ride. It was called like the 50 mile fun ride or something. I never found biking 50 miles to be fun, but <laughs> the, uh, the after party sure was. So if you're heading uh, south of the border, BajaBound.com. As we talk to two legends, one who actually released a movie years ago that I loved. Do you remember um, Born in East LA? Oh, that was the greatest with Cheech and Chong. And we pick up, by the way, with the guys talking about Aaron Rodgers and all the controversy regarding the uh, the vaccination and him lying and that whole thing. So that's where we pick up here. Was that Aaron Rodgers that woke you? <laughs> what a, 
how that guy could look straight in the camera and lie his ass off. He's like a quarterback. Nobody, like he's nobody's a, watching. He, pretend, he always pretends he has the ball when he doesn't. He's already given it off to the halfback. So he's an excellent liar. He's oh, the he's best. the worst. That's like he looks straight in there. Yeah. I mean, uh, to, I mean, there's one thing to lie, but it's one thing to look straight into the camera on a national TV or national. Yeah, look, yeah. Look, look how much look how much money he's affected. Yep. You, you look at all everybody that depends on him for a job. I mean, you he know, was not, starting to get wonky, you know, already. You could see him, you know. He was getting through. weird. Yeah, he was getting weird. When he didn't get, when he went on Jeopardy and then didn't get the hosting, he kind of like, hey, what else, what can I do? How about when he, uh, uh, when he beat Chicago and he says to Chicago, I own Chicago. Did yeah. you hear me do that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Full on oh, megalomaniac. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he makes a touchdown. He doesn't make a touchdown. The guy who threw the ball did. Made yeah. a touchdown, <laughs> and then Aaron runs up and goes, "I own Chicago." And right then, I thought that's not a good, smart thing to say because your yeah. words always come back to bite you. <laughs> Aaron, have some more cheese. Yeah, he yelled that at a lady who flipped him off in the stands. He yelled at a fan, even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? But right straight in the camera, I am uh, uh, no, no. Right at night. I'm. I'm. What was it? What was he? Immunized. I mean, I'm, I immunized. Immunized. I'm immunized. Yeah. I'm immunized. I, I love it when he when he said he takes his medical advice from Joe Rogan. Oh, that That's killed that. me. <laughs> that killed me. That was I hysterical. Since, man. I took advice from Joe Rogan. God, and and like uh, Rex Chapman said, you know. Those athletes, they, they shoot themselves up with cortisone and steroids and, and exactly. everything else. You know, just, just to go out and play, you know, they, they shoot themselves up with everything. Maybe it went yeah. to his brain. <laughs> he made his brain numb. Hey, listen, you get smacked around by those 300-pound linemen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those guys can hurt you just by trying to help you. That's yeah. what Stern was saying. Stern went off on Aaron Rodgers the last couple of days. And yesterday he's like, yeah, he's like, he's so dumb because he got hit in the head too much. Yeah. He just yeah, went straight true. after him. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hey, what are we uh, talking about today? Like many, I'll tell you guys, I grew up watching your movies and listening to your comedy albums in the 70s and 80s. So to uh, get you guys together, this hits hard. I, I, I hate it when really old people say that. Isn't that the worst? The 51 year old guy saying that? You're like, son of a bitch. That's hysterical. But that it's was damn like true. That, what's that that one where the Michael Douglas was in the the, the Minsky something or other? Or the, Which one? Oh, Kaminsky report. The Pensamy report. And he's the, the guy that his buddy uh, Alan Arkin told him the same thing. Yeah, well, you know, girls half your age are still old. <laughs> so true it's it, and when i meet people my age i'm like damn that dude's old and i'm like oh shit we're the same age you're, you're the youngsters man you're you're the youngsters but uh do you guys uh do you guys get together often or is this rare to have the two of you in an interview form uh no it's, it, it, it's uh, this both part, yeah it's both it's whatever chief says yeah yeah <laughs> sometimes it's rare sometimes it's medium rare of course, of course. Now, do you guys talk a lot IRL in real life? Do you guys yeah. go back and forth? We see each other. We live next door to each other. That's the thing. 
So, well, we uh, we do a lot of mental telepathy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I think we know what, what each other's thinking, regardless of where we're at or what's going on. It's not really necessary to speak anymore. Yeah, you just are all on the same. You're on the same wavelength and uh, yeah, universe yeah. and energy field and all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been asked lately. You know, what what is your purpose? What do you what do you what do you want to accomplish next? And so I got the perfect answer. Mm-hmm. And, and the answer is, I really want uh, everybody, the world, because uh, Cheech and Chong can save the world. I want everybody in the world to make Cheech and Chong the richest men in the world. <laughs> and, and, and it can be done. I'm serious. It can, it be, can done be done. Because we have product now. If everybody, every the billions of people on the planet just buy our product, which is good for a lot of our product. We can become the richest uh, entities on 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 the planet because we know how to waste money. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to blow cash and blow. We money. know, and and that helps the economy. What you know? <laughs> and we have helpers too. <laughs> hey, listen, I've been with these rich Trumpies, and and they're the type that will. Park their car in the street so they can stiff the the uh, ballet. The ballet car guys, guy. of course, and, of course. Yeah, and, and they're they're bitching about paying millions or billions in taxes, and they will stiff. They will walk miles to to save whatever it is they're saving. You know. Well, you you make Cheech and Chong the wealthiest people well, on the planet, and, yeah. and we can't be just almost. We yeah. got to be the wealthiest people. <laughs> totally and knowledge all over the world. We will create paradise on this planet. Yes, very good. And is that what you guys talk about when you guys do connect? You talk about how you're going to take over the world at this time of your lives? No, we only talk about this stuff when we're doing interviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have that really good indica. <laughs> This year does mark the 50th anniversary of Cheech and Chong, needless to say. Would you have ever guessed it or have imagined it back in the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we've come to learn that marijuana cuts through every segment of society. I don't care if you're a Supreme Court justice or homeless or, you know, I, what you really got to worry about, not them coming, getting your guns, is coming, taking your weed. Everybody should be freaked out from that. And I have a, a, a great method of finding my weed. Really? Yeah. Tell me. Yep. Well, I can't. It's a secret. Oh, okay. Well, you'll tell me later, huh? Off screen. Because I can't find no damn weed around. <laughs> I think we can help you with that down here in San Diego, Cheech, oh, at March and Ash. We've, sure. we've got plenty of weed down here for you. Now, what about when you look back, knowing what you know now about where, where the culture is, what would you have told your younger selves or what would you want? What would you tell your younger selves knowing where weed is and the culture is today? Uh, you know, that's weed. one thing. That's one, thing more. About, one thing about being stoned is that I, I forget the question. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I come up with the answer, I've forgotten the question. I'll phrase it differently. <laughs> Did you ever see this really happening where you were making movies about selling weed out of an ice cream truck and now you're selling your weed out of uh, you know San Diego's premier dispensary group? Absolutely. I just wonder what took them so long. Because I've always, Tommy and I both have acted under the belief that it is legal. You know, so well, it is. It is. Well, it is. It, it, it's morally legal. 
and 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 morally being moral morally correct is much uh, uh, better than than being uh, legally correct or having you know? no weed. Yeah, because there's <laughs> if you talk about laws, there 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 are some there even right now there's some pretty uh, weird laws on the books right now mm. that that even like I've been riding around doing uh, uh, promotion with this. Uh, Maddie and his his mom and dads, he had a couple of dads, are all cops. And and one thing about riding with Maddie, <laughs> he, he doesn't obey any laws, any traffic <laughs> laws. You know, you know, when you pull up to the freeway and there's a red light, just blow you're right supposed through. To wait, he blows right through as if he's colorblind. Yeah. And, and and he and that's the way he drives because cops because they they uh, are supposed to enforce the law. Well, then they, they don't think the law depends the on them. them. Right, yeah. of course. Yeah. So on the flip side, though, when you look at uh, the current landscape and you think about how certain times of your career you got say you got shit for embracing the culture so much do you do you ever look back and have a little bit of i told you so on some of those execs who said ah oh, you're too stoned or this culture is illegal stigmatized it if you will on yourselves I, I, we were on bill o'reilly one time and i said something because i like i say you know we hardly talk and and when we do it's usually on in interviews and and i come up with these great ideas that i can't remember but i remember <laughs> saying to, to 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 i think it was bill o'reilly what if we're right that was at the height of everything was illegal and the bongs were illegal and everything and and, and i said what if we're right what if, what it if is they find out what if they find out that marijuana is not only uh should be legal but it should be essential and that's what it is it is it's essential you're so, absolutely no, 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 correct no. Yep. Now let's talk about your, your brands. You both have individual brands. We'll start with you, Cheech. What can you tell us about Cheech's stash? Well, that's better than all other brands. <laughs> that's all you have. That's all you have to know. When you see the Cheech name on the thing, well, okay, that's the and the beanie, of course, the yeah. quintessential beanie. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> and you notice I don't I don't disagree with him. Yeah, because you get it for free. <laughs> no, but no, no, you know why? Why? Because everybody thinks I'm Cheech. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he promotes his brand he's promoting my brand at the same time it's synonymous not only does they think he's cheech they think i'm chong's dad <laughs> <laughs> he tells me that all oh, you look just like my pop <laughs> you do oh, you do, you do. I look that's like amazing pop. <laughs> at no, this stage I, I, everybody's pop or their uncle or their grandfather or their dad and when all you got to do, teach all you got to do now is just ignore people when they talk to you. Huh? <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be just like my dad. My dad, I don't know if he was deaf or bored or what. Deaf. But you'd ask him a question and he wouldn't answer right away. Yeah. If ever. <laughs> dad, can I borrow the car tonight? I'd get no answer. Just nothing. <laughs> Not yes, no, or nothing. Oh, that's then, amazing. And I'm then just, I'd get all dressed up to go in. Dad, can I use the car? And I'm, and if he was in a good mood, he'd just take out the keys and dangle them. <laughs> like I'm here, take it. Looking for the sweet spot with my wife, who who not only is Russian and she speaks with a Russian accent, but mumbles. You know, <laughs> so 
I just I, I look at kind of what I think she wanted to say or hear what she wanted to say, and then I either ignore it or, or say, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry. What was that?" You know. But usually it's like hmm, that's good. But never but, accuse her of mumbling. I've made no, that mistake. Are you fucking kidding. Oh my god. I, I value my life more. <laughs> yeah. Either that or did you gain weight? <laughs> no. You never want to say that. No. 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 No, no, never in a million. It's funny because my wife, the other day, we had a Volvo parked in front of her house and we ended up having to get it towed. But she's like, what's up with the Volvo? And she had to say it four times before I understood that she was saying Volvo. <laughs> I, I, I needed Cheech's stash at that moment, man. Oh, oh, like I, I just finished watching uh, the Desi and Lucy story. How was that? It's incredible because really? they had a million home movies they're home they're home movies that wow and desi was such a genius i love him such a genius and and such a a latino oh man you got to see the show okay (laughs) i'm gonna watch it tonight it is so good i can't tell you anybody anything more about it okay god i've been watching it like three nights now don't speak then Cheech, what's what's your favorite type of strain? You mentioned indica earlier, but when it comes to your stash, do you do you have a preference? You know, I like dabs more than more than anything because it's helped me along with uh, uh, my recovery. Like I just got a, a new, well, just didn't last year. Got a new knee, a knee replacement, Damn. and it was the second one I had. The first one they put me on opioids to get over it. Terrible terrible idea terrible experience it didn't help my pain and it got me addicted uh to tell you know how to kind of get over it I got, so i waited 10 years to get the next one and so when i did i said i'm, I'm not going to do that again but uh, so dabs came into the picture i said i'm going to try that perfect damn perfect. Took away the pain i didn't have any kind of addiction problems as soon as i stopped it no problem and it it, it was it was a body high that really solved every aches and pain in my and that I had, and I and I and it was two months recovery rather than six. Do you have the full kit with with the torch, or do you have those units kind of like the puff coats? The both, both, and both. Yeah. That's your preferred delivery method Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. And and what kind of role has obviously I know is it's been your life, but has there ever been times where cannabis hasn't been part of your life, or you well, did take a break? That was called going to Canada. Going to Canada to meet Tommy. Yeah, well, when I first before I met him, I was on my way to Canada, and the, and the law was after me. Long story short, uh, but uh, but I I was a meditator. I still am a meditator. Transcendental meditation since I was nineteen. Do it most every oh, day. It's amazing. And, and uh, you know, so but but there's periods uh, where I like I, I I need to smoke some dope, and 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 I would do then come back to I'm always meditation in the middle of it every all of that. So. That's yeah, not- and you're a big meditator as well, right, Tommy? Mm-hmm. Well, he, Ma- uh, no, meditator. masturbator. Masturbator. <laughs> Got it yeah. confused. It was masturbator, not yeah. meditator. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. A influence. lot of people get that confused. That's what Cheech yeah. was, too. He was a great masturbator. Yeah. He was yeah. a great masturbator, and then he transitioned into meditation. That's <laughs> yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Which does have its relaxing, you know, masturbation. Can you know, it's a form of meditation. It yes, sure it is. is. It's it relieves anxiety. Yes. It does. It, it relieves uh, need, need, desire. Need, yeah, desire. No, it's, 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 it should be legal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. 
Not, not in well, public on a Zoom uh, call. Pee Wee Herman, Herman and a few people found out it wasn't illegal. Yeah, well, there's certain... It wasn't legal. There's a time and there's a place. Yeah. That's who, true. That who was true. the guy on CNN that was jerking off while he was on a Zoom call? On a Zoom? Oh, my <laughs> God. Jeffrey. 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 Yes. Yeah. know his name and keep spreading that. Dude. <laughs> that poor guy. You know? Yeah, How could you busted. be so dumb, though? I, just, I don't know. I don't know that one. I, I know the answer, know the answer for, to most things, but not that one. Not that one. <laughs> no, Cheech got busted for indecent exposure one time. No. When? Oh, but but they dropped the charges for lack of lack evidence. Lack of evidence. <laughs> 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 That's tremendous. When you were talking though, Cheech, about your uh, opiate deal, it made me think about this new show I've been hooked on. Have you been watching Dope Sick? No. I oh, dude. Good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, good? It's, it's Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael yeah. Keaton's in it, and um, mm -hmm. it talks about the whole uh, OxyContin, the introduction of OxyContin into the market, and how they were saying it was non-addictive. So mm -hmm. less than one percent. And I think about that myself. Where I'm watching this, I'm like, watch. I've lived this. This, you know, yeah. in real time <laughs> with friends and family. And cannabis has been such a resource for me when it comes to staying away from that stuff. So I feel you, know, you there. What was the worst part of it is not only did it not take away the pain, no matter how many you took, I would, at the end of the first of need, I was taking five Oxycontins at a time. Damn. Nothing, nothing. nothing. And you get depressed as a mother. I just get, and like, I don't want to do this. And then all of a sudden the pain stopped, but the, the addiction kind of went on. The dabs are a good alternative, dabs. needless to say. Living that dab life. Now, how about you, Tommy? What's your preferred method? Uh, you were showing some tinctures earlier. I'm back to uh, joints, smoking joints, joints. pre-rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, you know, I've uh, I've done everything, but I don't like to, to work when I'm trying to relax. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got a good you know point there. there. Although, although I figured out uh, a workout that you can do with your hands, uh, you know, like if you need a workout and you don't want to get out of the chair, uh -huh. I got a whole method. In fact, I'm going to write a book about it as soon as I can find the paper. <laughs> but I'm going to, but I, I, I use a grinder. Grinder, that's know. your exercise. I love my, my grinder. Exercise. Yeah. And, and then, and that's why I make joints. And then I, I like, because then when you get old, you, you lose your, your dexterity uh, dainty, huh? yeah your yeah. dexterity and Fine so rolling the joints it's it's really good for the brain it's right? good yeah you're yeah because you gotta you gotta skills, remember most, yeah you gotta remember doing? what side the sticky paper's on you yeah. know all that uh, stuff because you lick the wrong side and it falls apart on you of course so you gotta there's a there's a lot to say about uh joint rolling with so, yeah. that's what i got here right here and then sure. i got Look at that thing. That thing is humongous. This is an NFT. You know, this is going to be worth about $15 million Ooh. right here in my hand. Right what now, is it? Oh, that's your cents, NFT? Yeah, one of them. One of yeah. them. You're yeah, in the yeah, NFT my, space. I love it. All my, this here is an NFT. This oh. is, a, this is a, a necklace. I got this idea from Cheech. Cheech used to wear this beautiful little bone necklace when I first met him. Oh. And, uh, and, and so... I've always, I was always envied it, you know, I always wanted one. And so when I had a chance, I got one. And this is also uh, a cigarette or a joint holder. You smoke out of it. 
Oh, that's yeah. and and you've got it in the NFT space. Well, I'm going to. What I'm going to do is sign it, and then oh. photograph it, and oh. then it'll be worth uh, not when we're alive, but no. <laughs> it'll be. It, it'll Glad be you threw that a, disclaimer in. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll it, and it's part of me being, or both Cheech and I being the wealthiest uh, men on the planet. Of this, course, this, you know oh. I, I sell a few of these at a few million bucks a piece. Yeah. You're freaking crushing it. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're crushing it. Make us rich. Yeah. What about uh, Tommy Chong's cannabis? Can you tell us a little bit about that, Tommy, as far as... It's uh, so amazing. It yeah. is so amazing. Because there, it's not just the cannabis. What it is, it's a name. When you put Cheech and Chong, just the name itself, it has a vibration that, that not only makes the weed... Uh, strong and powerful but it makes the weed make you want to laugh yeah. you know it makes you want to listen and, and, and it makes you want to listen to really good music you know yeah, and it makes you want to stay home even you know during the there's no reason to go out you know <laughs> there's a lot of people you know their problem with the lockdown was that they couldn't stand living in the space they're at you know right and so they would go to the to the bar or whatever they you know wherever they were comfortable at well, when you're like Cheech and Chong, now both of us have got beautiful pads that that to stay home is is almost like a a big reward. It's a luxury. It's your retreat. It, yeah, yeah. So we, we want to have a lot of those, a lot of those around the world. Homes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It'll be an example. Absolutely. And remember, we used to joke about uh, having home for uh, wayward. Uh, 17-year-olds remember that halfway house? Uh, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a follow-up question on that I, one. I, I, as well you shouldn't. <laughs> so about that grinder and that motion, does that help you yeah. with your meditating? No, no, it, no, it's smoking. I was changing that, the subject. That, that, that was a joke about masturbating and stretching oh, yeah, the grip yeah. with a grinder. Changing oh, the, the subject grip. there. I, I he has one of those. It's a special grinder. Gotcha. I, I can't masturbate anymore. <laughs> so, so it's out of my realm. We, we need thought. to know this, Tommy. <laughs> hey, the, listen. When I see porn on TV, I leave yeah. the room. <laughs> leave the room. <laughs> hey, no reason to stay. It's just a waste. Exactly. It's like a sunset you can't see. Yeah, I'm saving yeah. energy here. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about uh, your first cannabis comic book, which is coming out next year. Ooh. Can you tell us about uh, Cheech and Chong Chronicle the History of Weed? That sounds uh, pretty amazing. Well, it just goes all over the place and it puts it to what the, the story is historically and uh, and our part in it because we've we we you know we've kind of the spirit of teacher chong has materialized throughout the ages whether it's course. chong or or something else or chong and cheech or whatever you know and uh, and <laughs> but it has appeared throughout the ages in one form or another and it takes you through the entire history of the, the planet history of the of, of weed and its association with the human beings back in the day you know when i was a kid you know comic books were the big deal you know, and uh, everybody had, or, you know, all the hip kids had a collection of comic books. Of course. And I, I love, I've always loved comic books. I, I grew up with them. And so when we get the, this illustrated book, uh, Cheech and Chong, I haven't seen it yet. It's good. I've seen but, a lot of it. It's very good. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I love books and I'm going blind. <laughs> so it's weird. It's weird because, uh, you know, I need, 
someone to read to me or I need special glasses, you know, and it's, and it's not comforting, comforting, but owning the book itself is, is comforting. Of course. And, uh, and our, our, uh, our thing, it's just another, uh, NFT. Really. Another opportunity, <laughs> of, yeah. another NFT opportunity. For you, <laughs> That's Tommy. right. To make money while we sleep and make Chich and Chong the world's richest people. <laughs> We're on the path. We'll get yep. there. Now, Cheech, you also mentioned that uh, when I was here on camera that you noticed the artwork, and I know that you ah. have a tremendous passion and I believe a touring collection of Chicano art. And you've had that for many years. Yeah. C congratulations on the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art and Culture. When's that coming to fruition? I understand that, that's in the works. That will open in Riverside, California on May 8th, the next May 8th. We May 8th of 2022. It will be the grand opening. It'll be everybody's invited to come down and see this collection. I have this collection I put together over, uh, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Through the years, and, I, and through the years, I've toured it throughout the country at all major museums of uh, smithsonian the, the young the lacma everyone uh, all those and uh and 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 it's been turning around the country and now it's gonna find a final resting place in uh, riverside california because they've offered me a building Damn. a beautiful building to house the house the collection it's a sixty-six thousand, and check this out 420 square feet <laughs> Is that meant to happen or what? Of course it is. Of it's course it is. And so I'm really proud of it. It's going to be a wonderful cultural center that will open May 8th and it'll be open to everybody. We hope everybody comes and enjoys the art. Yeah. Talk about a legacy. You know, Woof. You know talk about a tax exemption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to take care of, take advantage of it if I live to be 300, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. Now, I'm curious with San Diego's proximity to Mexico and everything, do you guys have any profound San Diego memories or going down to Baja, you know, early in your career or even more recently? Oh, yeah. I used to go down in high school. And that's when you found out how really fast you were running. <laughs> <laughs> alto, alto. <laughs> you, so you came down here and you partied a lot down in Mexico when you were well, in high you know, school, like a lot amount, of us. You know, of amount, course. As long as you know, the t I, 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 I partied the, the the adequate teenage amount. Yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, you know, but I was I always went to Baja because I had cousins in Tecate. And uh, they were the uh, the uncle was the head engineer of the Tecate beer plant, and so we went down there a lot. So oh, that's amazing. And but I've traveled all over Mexico, just about every state through my through my long and illustrious lifetime. And uh, I love Mexico. I love this. I love the border region. I mean, that's so do that's I. The, that's the marshes between two cultures, and that's where the growth takes place. You know, that's uh, all the all the all the uh, what do they call those guys that watch growth? Uh, growth guys. Growth, growth guys, guys, cultural <laughs> experts, cultural growth, growth guys. And that's where and the tide <laughs> pools is where uh, evolution happens. And that's where that's the tide pools there, right there. Yeah, I'm proud of our relations with the border here in San Diego. I, I, I promote it. I even took my son down just the other day. We walked across just to go down to Revolution. Yeah. And, and I showed him all the haunts from back in the day, like Rio Rita and Club A and all that stuff. Was like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You see Lucy at the what? Where she dance at the at the the what? The, what was the club? I can't remember. But yeah, for all all times, and it's yes. like, has great restaurants. 
quite the scene right now, especially. Great restaurant scene. I mean, it's like, you know. Wine country. Wine country. I'm going down to visit two of the artists, and they live outside of Guadalajara. And uh, and they have a big art scene going, and a wine uh, wine thing going there. So it's it's a wonderful place to visit. I completely concur. Visit absolutely, and hopefully it's not a five and a half hour process getting back across the border. Yeah. It was that way the other day. Went going down to Riverside. So I mean, uh, how different <laughs> are we? <laughs> Doesn't matter what freeway you're on. What about you, Tommy? Any profound Mexico memories? Or I didn't know what a Mexican was till I met Cheech. i'm serious and and even when i met cheech i didn't think we didn't know what we didn't think he was mexican not in canada and he wasn't he wasn't letting anybody know either (laughs) he was richard Marin. yeah richard Marin. yeah yeah richard Marin. i didn't i didn't realize cheech was mexican or how mexican he was until we till we uh started performing down in l.a and, and then, then I, we out. found we both found out in a big hurry <laughs> really quick <laughs> we sure did they were everybody in canada thought i was indian of one either east indian or or american yeah. native that was like hey hop in chief you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, uh, it, but mexico i love mexico oh i always have <laughs> i'm canadian you know so yeah, of course <laughs> that's and our were... natural migration you know if you're you got any kind of coin whatsoever in Canada, you migrate down to Mexico every winter and you stay down there until you learn Spanish and then you come back. <laughs> hey, weren't you working at a strip club up in Canada at the time in Vancouver, like your dad's strip club, Tommy, or something, but when you first met? Yeah, yeah, no, what it was, uh, yeah, I, I changed the strip club into an improvisational theater club. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we had just been operating. I think we'd just been performing for about maybe a week or two weeks. Uh, we had a straight, there was a whole uh, theater group and there was like a, a couple of funny guys, me and this doorman, ex-doorman named Dave. And, and then we had Rick Lenz. He was a straight man uh, from an act. Uh, he had acting experience. He was an older actor. And but his wife didn't know his wife didn't know that he was working in a strip club. <laughs> she she thought he was in a little uh, neighborhood theater company. <laughs> theater company. And then then we got a front page uh, picture of Rick with two chicks with the boobs in his ears <laughs> on the front page of the of the Vancouver paper. <laughs> and so the wife literally hauled him by the ear out of the club and yeah. uh, and he got fired well he quit and so then i, I was looking for a straight uh someone to be to take his place and this mutual friend of ours this russian name ehor torduk is that ehor Tadaruk. ehor Tadaruk. yeah he says he says i got just a guy you need and so i he said come on out to my uh office out in uh, richmond and meet him and so I went, I drove out there with uh, my girlfriend and my uh, little baby. And I met Cheech for the first time. Yeah. That's where I met him. And, and I we invited both had him. the same thought when we saw each other. What in the hell is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sizing yeah. each other up. Yes. Yeah, Again, I, you know, I never give it a, I never really thought about it, yeah. you know, because I am another, you know. So, yeah. so uh, anyway, I invited, 
I told Cheech what I had going at the club. And, and so he said, okay, I'll come down and check it out. And so he showed up, uh, I think that night, Saturday night, I think we met during the week and then Saturday, Saturday night you showed up with this gorgeous woman. I never, she was quite gorgeous, long full length mink coat. And we're backstage looking through the curtains and says, oh, there, there's, there, there's a guy. It wasn't Cheech. He was, oh, Richard. Well, not even Richard. It was, yeah, there's a guy from Richmond. And, and he, so he came in and, uh, and he had this tall, gorgeous uh, lady with him. And right away in my mind, I said, uh, he's hired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you rolling so strong, Cheech? Because you were on the run, right, at that point? I mean, or were you well-established within that community? With the ladies. Point? With the ladies. With the ladies. Yeah. Animal magnetism. That's the, Animal. Only can, that's the only way I can explain it. And it works every time. Sarah. Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, do you remember? You never forget, Sarah do you? Bond. You won't forget this one. <laughs> Sarah Bissabon. She doesn't want to talk about her because of uh, his Russian... <laughs> We'll kill him, but <laughs> yeah, not too loud. Not too loud. That's funny. Oh, no, no, no. So it's I, I've I've not I'm, I don't call my ex-wives ex-wives anymore because that sounds like cancel culture. I call them former wives. Former wives. Former wives. Former wives. Yeah. I like that. I yeah, like no. that. I like that. I thought I also... one time smoking weed. Another That's a little bit close another to enhancement. Farmer. Yeah, huh? former is a little close to farmer. Yeah, right. Well, either way, it helps me. Have you ever seen FarmersOnly.com? Have you ever seen yeah. that? Please. No. <laughs> it it didn't look like that, that ad. Man, <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. A couple of them had horns. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> listen, they can lift a bale of hay, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so when you guys when you guys finally synced up, Cheech, did you did you have aspirations of being a performer, or were you just trying to get out of the states at that point and not get drafted? No, I was always a performer. Always a performer. Yeah, I was. I made yeah. my first record at five years old. I was. A, yeah. I was a singer, uh, and 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 the bands were. Then I learned how to play guitar. Then during the folk scare of the '60s, I was involved in that, and then you know R and B bands and whatever thing, and then. Uh, but I could I could say Johnny Mathis and the Grateful Dead at the same time. Yeah. So when I joined Tommy, I was I was a singer, but I told him I was this uh, wonderful improv actor, and that was an improv right there. You know, <laughs> even that was an improv. <laughs> so, so what I figured well, out, we we had only been doing the show for about maybe a month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we were, <laughs> I was all learning, learning how to act too. But did you take a class with Maisie? Were you there when we had an improv class? No, no. She was before me. Maisie. Yeah, she was before Chinese you. girl? Japanese. Japanese, yeah. Japanese. And she would, she'd been connected with the committee. Oh, the committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so she, she gave us a, 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 a she, kind of showed us what we were doing. He explained what we were doing, you know, and well, then we then we started uh, doing the improv theater. What we were doing, Ray, really, when I realized at the end, is we were doing hippie burlesque. It was classic yeah. burlesque. Yeah. The first, and comedians, only the comedians in this instance were improv actors, but it was the same format. Had this vaudevillian uh, we feel. We yeah. Hey, and vaudeville, that's where they had the bits. Yeah, all those the great bits were were yeah during that era. Vaudeville routines, yeah. So that's yeah. what we did. And it yeah, sounds like you classic. you worked on it a lot too. You took classes oh. together, and you, it was a discipline as well for the we two of you. We did it every night, just in the hours. beginning. 
yeah, yeah, just, at the beginning, just in the beginning, and then as soon as as soon as uh, we started finding out that we could make money, <laughs> we did the classes as we did the show. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> and and you that came class down went to... really well tonight. Did you see that blonde on the third row? <laughs> and then you synced up obviously with Lou Adler, and the rest uh -huh. is history down here in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> else. yeah, absolutely. I was yeah. tripping seeing Lou at the Dodgers game, sitting right behind home right plate. In, he was in every shot. Every <laughs> shot. I was like, "That's so Lou Adler. It's freaking awesome, isn't it? Yeah. So Lou." Lou. That's tremendous. Well, this has been. He's running this this, 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 this program called Painted Turtle. It was an outgrowth of, of Paul Newman's uh, Cole Nawal gang camp. And he and he helps uh, uh, underprivileged kids at, uh, at this camp, Painted Turtle. I just did a thing for them. And it's a really wonderful organization. It helps kids all throughout Southern California. And so, Painted Turtle, remember it. When it opens up again, uh, uh, the, the camp will be on. Fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. And you can find it obviously online and, and yeah, contribute as needed. The Painted Turtle. The Painted Turtle. I love it. And I can't thank you guys enough for this opportunity and just uh, being able to hang, talk some story, talk your weed. Tommy, I know you're going to be in San Diego at March and Ash on December 17th at their Chula Vista location down in the South oh, yeah. Bay. That'll be oh, yeah. huge. People are going to go crazy for that. And hopefully we can get you down here, Cheech, sometime as I well. I'll be out of the country uh, working on my profession. Uh, that other job, that, time, that acting the other job. job. Yeah, acting gig, whatever they want, you know, <laughs> however that goes. I'll just make it up when I get there. But you were talking, I just wanted to close by saying, you were saying earlier about no exes and its former wives. And I know there were seasons in, during this journey where you guys yeah. may have looked at yourselves as former friends and the fact that you guys have this connection today, it's a beautiful thing seeing you guys so connected and this brotherhood so alive. It is a beautiful thing. I think it's, 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 it's probably the most sustaining relationship of our, both of our lives. And, uh, and it's always, I always knew we would come back together. We were never really apart because even we, we communicated during the time we were separate, not much, but some uh, enough to know that we were still alive and, uh, and, and check in on each other. But it's really nice now. I, I like the place we're in now. It's very cool to see. And Tommy, any final words from you as we say goodbye here? Have we started recording yet? No, no. We'll, we'll start recording in about five minutes, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> huh? what's, your, what's your name again? My name's Chris. It was a pleasure meeting you. Chris. And uh, yeah. He's the paper boy, the guy that delivers the paper every day. He's yeah. the guy. Yeah, Chris. Yes. Hey, we got to get on. I'd like to be on your show sometime. It'd yeah. be great to have you on. It'd be great to talk to you and have you on to talk about Tommy Chong's cannabis and all that stuff. Cheech has got an art place in. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. I think he's heard in Riverside. Riverside. That's what I hear. That's May what 8th. I hear. May eighth, and May I love 8th. this painting behind it's a, it's, these frogs. I really you've like heard it here. Thank yeah. you. You've heard it here. Cheech's places. Only a front. It's a tax dodge. It's a tax. So it's teaching tongue. So help us accomplish this tax job. And we can show you how to do it. Absolutely. Make us the wealthiest people on the planet. On the I'll planet. start it right now. Where can I get your t-shirt, Tommy? I think that that shirt is amazing that you're wearing. This one? It's a Cheech and Chong uh, oh, yeah. with a giant it, plant. It, it, go on, uh, Google it or whatever. Google it. 
Hey, hey, go Google yourself. I'll Google, I'll Google you guys and do a better job with interviewing you next time. I Googled him twice last night. Did you? Oh, yeah. Did he cry? You were asleep. Did he cry out? You were asleep. I kind of moaned a little bit, but that's it. Oh, madness. I, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, and I certainly encourage you to uh, visit with uh, Tommy Chong. He's going to be down at March and Ash, Chula Vista, the location off of uh, Telegraph Canyon Road, December 17th, marchandash.com for more information there. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I want to thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. I certainly encourage you to subscribe and also check out the show on Patreon. We're going to start doing stuff different up there. It's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com uh, forward slash Cantori, C-A-N-T-O-R-E. I have an interview up there right now with uh, Dana from the Jaina, Jaina, the Dana and Jason show over at, they were at 94.9. They actually replaced the show I was on. But now Dana runs an amazing organization in town helping people experiencing homelessness. It's called uh, We See You San Diego. So I have that interview up there. And then next week, I'm going to release an interview with uh, Mikey Esparza. Mikey from The Mikey Show. And then here, I'll have an interview coming up with Ben from Band of Horses. So we've got some really cool stuff coming up in the form of audio all here on uh, The Cantori Show or whatever we call it. All right. I hope you're doing well and uh, being kind to yourself and others and just being cool. All right. Until next time.